Welcome back to another episode of the Green Awning, Green Awning, Awning, Green Awning podcast. I'm here. Words there. Yeah, I'm your host JG Nettle here with co-host David Icorn. Yep, uh, coming at you again live underneath the Green Awning here in the Pro Shop. What a day! We had a we had a day, didn't we? It was a good day. Um, it's okay. I can think of a couple things that could have gone a little mm-hmm. bit better for me, but. I don't think we're going to talk about that. I don't. I don't want to bring up the the details of what what took place on the golf course today. But I I did suffer a a defeat, a defeat yeah. to the ego. Um, but I'm I'm motivated now more than ever to get back out there and practice, work on my game. While so you're at so it, it doesn't happen again. I need to find somebody and give some lessons. You need some lessons. I need some lessons. Well, <laughs> that's not. Uh, is that I'm something you can to, fix? No, I'm not you don't want to take, take that, that on? No. No. You know, here's the deal. I'm not asking for a lot. Just just a couple pars. A lot a of pars, maybe stuff. maybe a birdie pot every once in a while. When you went with the inverted claw technique on hole number four. Green, I normally do that on shorter putts. That was but I made it. You made the putt. Shockingly. I used what, to be a complete inverted claw. Really? All the way around. Well, but I think I think we can. There might be a whole other episode we yeah. can dive into your golf. Game <laughs> just the just the golf golf game. There's a lot of things going on there. That I, I do hey. want to highlight one shot from from today. Okay, we're standing on 16, and 16. Dave David David Icorn steps up there, peered it, just flushes it. I mean, the highest shot I've ever seen goes. I mean. At least a buck thirty. Literally, I think they 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 picked it up on the uh, <laughs> the uh, air traffic control. That's Ugh. how high it was. You know, and you're posing, and you're thinking, "What'd you say? A little three fingered eight iron, three fingered seven, three fingered seven iron." It came up forty yards short yeah. of the green. Anyway, it was that's, a good looking shot. That's two times on sixteen that you've come up well short. Well, I posed on it. No, let's try. <laughs> Well, last what was that Saturday? I thought I, I thought I dialed one right in off the oh. kick slope over there. But. You got some work to do. Uh, we'll, we'll get there. Hey, we're just getting it, just getting the handicapped out in for league. Yep, league. Okay, so yeah, I, that's a good little segue. Segway. Into yeah, my announcement that I have. We got a, we got some events that are coming up. Okay, we've got uh, an ABCD uh, kickoff best shot on Sunday, May seventeenth. May 18th, we've got uh, Men's League opening night. If you haven't signed up your team or registered for Men's League, please do so in the pro shop. Uh, we are going to be taking teams probably for a couple more days. Then we've got some work to do to get everything set up for league. We have our first ELGA opening mixer on Tuesday, May 19th. Register for that in the pro shop. And... The big event, our opening Twilight, Murder Mystery Golf Twilight, on May 22nd. Register for that all in the pro shop. All those good times. Good times to be had here. We're hoping that we can get things somewhat back to normal on the golf course, waiting for uh, hopefully an announcement here in the next few days that potentially we could get back to two people riding in a golf car together. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Be exciting. Um we had one thing that we were going to talk about. What was it? Uh, well, we were going to talk about the range. A ah, bit. driving yeah. range. Trying thinking about a new schedule. 
looking at maybe Mondays and Tuesdays, trying to hit off the mats only. And then we'll be on grass Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Doing that just to? Just to save on some of the turf areas there. Um, you know, just helps alleviate all the wear and tear. And gives us a couple days where we are able to get the sand filled divots and get some of our spraying and other things done that, you know, um, that way we don't have people out there. We can kind of get some of that stuff done. But main reason is just, you know, turf quality and see how we see how we come out this year. So so Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesdays, mats only, mats only. If you want to hit off grass, you can head on down to the valley, valley. Hit some iron shots. Yes. Yeah. But then Wednesday through Sunday. Grass, grass. Perfect. Grass that seems like a pretty easy schedule. That, I think so. That people can follow. Yeah. I might have to send an email though. I think we should maybe post a sign. Uh, yeah, we could post a sign. Okay, I'll work on that. I'll work on that this week. Yeah, we should try that. Yeah, let's work on that. I was gonna say maybe we should post another sign for something else, but keeping the carts off. Yeah, we'll just we'll keep rolling with it. Everybody seems to be abiding by the by the law for the most part. We've been so. doing better. Yes, baby steps, baby steps. We've got to get people signed up for the events next week. And we got to get everybody to, to continue to abide by these new cart traffic policies. And I think what I've noticed is everybody's pretty much on board. I haven't seen, there might be the occasional, the occasional guy trying to sneak a cut through between some of the, the posts, but uh, for the most part, everybody's been doing a good job. Yeah. I think, I think everybody's been doing very well, making a conscious effort to change to some of the new little the new habits or the new suggestions I guess we're trying to do. So it's been positive and uh, I think we're doing well. Yeah. Golf course is really good. If you haven't come out to play it yet, it's a different Elmwood. Um, it's a lot of fun. Greens are firm and picking up pace, getting a little faster. Um, but But I think all the you know, we've, we've touched on it every single episode. The golf course is changing, and it's it's really good. I was wondering today, like, if, how much faster do the greens got to be for member guests and stuff? Boy. I feel like today was a, was a quality speed. Yeah. They get any, you know, any quicker, there's going to be some real tough situations out there like 15 that could be a tough one six today holy cow if you i mean if you were in the wrong spot on that hole that was gonna you were gonna have some problems um, eight, eight eight nine are the ones that yeah but you know let's begin another discussion for another day maybe we should just have a whole podcast on green speeds yeah stepping how to step Stem. I'm sure everybody would be eager to learn about stimping the greens. <laughs> I think so. I had heard a story one time of a superintendent that went out on his daily routine and he found two greens committee members um, that were out stimping the greens. And he's like, what are you, what are you doing? And 
they're like, oh, well, you know, this was a course that posted the green speeds every day. And it's like, you, you got 11 posted on the, on the, on the sheet. We don't believe you. So we went out and we purchased our own stint meters and uh, you're lying to us. So we need to have a, we need to have a discussion. That's funny. And so anyways, they, you know, they had some choice words to say back and forth. So nobody needs to go out and buy their own stent meters. No. We, uh, we got it under control. <laughs> Lesson to be learned right there. Yeah. We, uh, we do have, we're, we're fortunate today. Yeah. We do have a special guest, special guest that, that came to spend the day at Elmwood Country Club. Yeah. Play a little golf this morning with, with myself and the soup. And then we took a couple, uh, a couple young lads with us. I felt like the young lads, they, they played okay. They mm -hmm. played pretty good, but we do have, uh, Iowa golf hall of famer, John Brown with us, uh, today. Um, I'm excited. I feel like, uh, you were kind of geeked out the other day. Well, I think this is going to be uh, some a pretty good opportunity for us to have some good stories, some good chatter. No, I agree, but I'm just saying, like you were like geeked out. The, the guy's like, a legend. You're like, oh my, oh, he's a legend. I went and I even like I printed off all this stuff. Okay, even, all these sheets. There's even are, an article that said that, right? I don't know if it's local it. legend. The guys won basically every tournament that you could possibly win in Iowa. I don't know if he's won the Radcliffe Open, though. Mm. Yeah, uh, that one's missing from the resume. Ah, But real quick, uh, I'm not going to go through his whole resume, but I will tell you this. <laughs> we, we hosted a, a Iowa Mid-Am here at Elmwood Country Club, what, 2016? John Brown wins it. Okay. We started the Classic, which is an IGA-sanctioned point event, in 2018. John Brown... He's debating on on what to do because that was a big year for you, right? That was the first that was, year. That was the first year being 50. Yeah, and decides, you know what, I'm going to play in the senior division. Yep. yep. Wins it. And then last year decides, you know what, I'm going to play in the open division. Yep. Wins it. Wins it. So basically when it comes to <laughs> big events in Elmwood Country Club, there's only one name that we think about. It's John Brown. Okay? Oh, I thought you were going to say Sam Zosky. No. <laughs> he – uh but yeah, when you when you look at all of the 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 wins and all of that, the accomplishments, right? What what's the the greatest? What's the best one? Ah, mm. uh, it's a good question. There's there's so many that were really really special. Um, you know, the first the first major I won in 1990 was the Iowa Masters. And that was, uh, in my mind, I mean, I grew up, you know, going up there with my older brother, Jim, and caddying for him in that tournament. And, you know, that's, to me, that tournament was one of the most prestigious events. And to, to win that tournament, I just thought that was the, that was the ultimate. So uh, that was, that was special. The, uh, you know, the Des Moines City tournament, uh, kind of felt the same way about that. I grew up, you know watching uh, guys like, uh, you know, Chris Vandell and Al Bailey and, uh, you know, win that tournament. And, and uh, so when I finally broke through there, that was, that was special. And, and uh, you know, and then, you know, the, there's so many that are, that are big, this, the, the state amateur uh, 
finally breaking through and winning that um, in 2006 was huge. And uh, I'd had some close calls. And then, uh, you know, to win it again last year as a senior at the age of 51 was uh, pretty special. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of them. It's, it's, a, it's, uh, it's been a great ride. So you win your first state AM in 2006. Mm-hmm. Where was that at? Whispering Creek in Sioux City. Okay. Mm. Designed by the by uh, Mr. Todd Sapp. Okay. Okay. What what I, I've never played there. Have it's you a, played there? No, I don't. It's no. a it's a prairie course. Uh, wind always blows. It's uh, very few trees on the course. Rolling hills. Uh, you know, pretty challenging. And then last year was at uh, the Ridge, the Ridge, the Ridge. Sioux Center. Similar style, right? Uh, um, yeah. I mean, it's it's the Ridge was. I mean, it was a former cornfield, so it's very flat, mm-hmm. uh, not very many trees. Uh, if the wind is blowing one mile an hour here, I guarantee it's blowing twenty-five there. Yeah. Um, greens are perfect. And the whole course is really, really good. Mm-hmm. I would tell anybody if you're up in that area, you have an opportunity to go play that golf course. It's worth it. Shout out to Stephen Roseberry, superintendent yeah, there. Yeah, he I met him last year. He's a good guy. He's uh he does a fantastic job. Um, we played up there a couple of years ago, and yeah, I was absolutely blown away. Yeah, it's good. I it's mean, good. it's just pure. It's I mean, pure. the fescue, the bluegrass fairways. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Nice little clubhouse. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. some money in that. Nice town. town. Yeah. Nice, nice town. town. State Matt, center. Matt nice is the pro. Oh yeah, yeah Matt. Yeah. yeah. Matt, nice. Yeah. So they've got a they've got a a real good thing going on. Yes, they do. Not dissimilar to Marshalltown, where you have this gem. Of yeah, course. yeah. We. Uh, I love this place up here. Well, so so you've you've won some big events on some. Not necessarily link style, but open uh, different type of different types of golf courses, right? Sure. You've, uh, you've obviously had some success at Vinker. Mm-hmm. You know that's that's definitely not your open uh, no. prairie style. No. Um, and then you've had success here. You know, so how are you able to adapt or change your style of play to be successful on different courses, different Luck. types of courses? Luck. Luck? That's it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you, you go play. And, and, I mean, it's not, you know, uh, you just try to be smart and, and, and play the golf course and, you know, tee it up and see what happens. I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, that, you're right, though. I mean, there, there's all different types of courses. And uh, I have – if, if I had my choice, I mean, I love a traditional golf course with big trees and water and line fairways. And like, isn't it Waveland? Is that, did they yeah. host the, the city yeah. for all those yeah, years? Yeah, it's always been there. Yeah. yeah. Love that course. You know, That's tra- a traditional, traditional. Old course, hilly, tricky, um, you know, fun to play. And they've they've done some great things with that golf course, too. It's, it's, uh, it's improved so much over the years. I uh... – I enjoy watching you pick apart a golf course. And the thing that almost 
annoys me the most though about i mean i enjoy it but it's one thing that annoys me is like i feel like you're extremely fundamentally sound like when you set up for a golf shot doesn't he look like he's just like there's nothing that can go wrong here setup's pure and i don't know i just just to me i, I just look at look at your your setup your fundamentals and i just know you're going to hit a good a quality golf shot most most of the time when you're growing up like uh, how did you how did you get that solid of a base so i was very much kind of a self-taught player growing up i grew up at hyperion but it my my golf game has evolved over the years i mean i've i've put a lot of time into it um when i was growing up i was not very fundamentally sound. I had a, a lot of faults that I overcame just through, you know, repetition of just banging balls and working on my game and knowing kind of how to get back to square mm. at the bottom, but had a lot of moving parts in between. And, and uh, I've tried to get to the point now where there's less moving parts, less that can go wrong, set up, you know, trying to be as as fundamentally sound as I can just to make it easier. And, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've worked on it over the years and, and uh, probably the biggest thing that helped me was in the early two thousands, I started, I started going to golf tech in, in West Des Moines. Mm -hmm. And when I first went in there, I thought, you know, there were a couple things that were driving me crazy with my swing that I was, I was having trouble with. And I went in just kind of looking at those things. It's trying to, trying to find out, you know, find a cure for a couple little, little things. And I thought, you know, I, I thought my swing was pretty good. Probably not a lot that can, that needs to be adjusted. Boy, I got in there and looked at my swing on video and there was so much to change and so much to work on. And, and, uh, and that was an eye opener for me. And, and I, I spent the next two or three years really making a lot of changes to my game. And, mm. and uh, I got to the point where I really understand my swing and I know it's not like I don't hit bad shots. It's, mm. but when I do hit a bad shot, I know why I know what I did and I can easily correct it. Mm. So I'm my own coach now. I don't really work with anybody on my, on my, on my game. Um, but you know, it's, it's, there's, there's not too much to it. So. Well, what, so what years did you start going to golf tech? Mm, God. Probably 2004, five, six. Seven. It's like 2004, maybe. Yeah. Started. Yeah, that's about right. You're probably working on some things, really starting to get dialed, maybe fall 2005, when you when you might have faced a young, a young lad in the singles match of the Iowa Cup matches. Was that what year it was? <laughs> That might have been about right. I don't know. I uh, I got the privilege of playing with Mr. John Brown here. Uh, that came up today in uh, the Iowa Cup matches, singles, singles matches uh, at Wakanda, yep. 2005, I think. And it was my first time playing the prestigious event. You said you think you you know. You no, know. I know this happened. Yeah, I know. I, know for like, I think 2005. You know, you remember this. And I made the mistake of not staying for the pairings party. Because I feel like if I would have stayed for the pairings party, things would have been different. Things would have been different. But me not staying and the, all the other guys staying there, all the other pros, who are we going to put out first? Who are we going to let not sleep in? Well, 
let's throw Jay out there. And obviously, I don't I don't know what the scenario was with the team score at the time, but I was just kind of put out there just to get a beat down, and I did. <laughs> Got up early, drove to Wakanda, played 13 holes, drove home. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, that was my first experience playing with you, and I, yeah, I just, I've always enjoyed playing golf with you and watching you play, and I, I feel like you're one of the most solid players that we have here in the state for sure, and if not around the Midwest, I feel like you've you've typically played majority of your competitive golf in Iowa. Yeah, you've you've qualified for some USGA events. Yeah, um, but I I think that's pretty commendable you know for you to support all all of the uh the iowa events um i think there it's important to get that type of support to have the have the good players playing all these um you've uh you've obviously had success you know what i i look this this up online but it says 24 iga sanctioned sanctioned victories is that accurate is that is that up to date current that's that's up to date it's unbelievable Um, but, but, uh, you know, ultimately I think, uh, a lot of these people that are, are really good amateurs around the Midwest and nationally, you know, are pretty lucky that you didn't, you didn't take your game on the road more often (laughs) because I think, I think you would have, you would have had your USGA, uh, round of 16, round of eight quarterfinal, things like that. If you would have, if you would have just committed to doing it right but uh it's a it's a great big world out there with uh filled with great players we talked about that today so So many good players yeah i mean everybody's good everybody's good yeah you know i grew up competing against uh mike mccoy and you know i when i was young i you know like everybody else couldn't beat mike Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh you know, I, I looked at him and and he had turned pro and didn't didn't make it any any you know got his amateur status back and so in my mind I thought well shit you know I'll shoot sorry PG, sorry <laughs> shoot if he can't Beep. if he can't you know if he didn't if he didn't make it I I just I just thought he was uh, you know I I kind of was looking at him as a you know as a guy that uh, was an amazing talent little did I realize at the time that he would go on and be a USGA champion and, and, and be the all time leading, you know, event winner in Iowa. And, and, uh, so I was comparing myself to the very best Mm -hmm. and, uh, but I would, I would say, you know, I was a late bloomer. I wasn't, I wasn't good enough at the age when people turn pro in their early Mm twenties to, to actually legitimately feel like I would have been able to go out and make a living at it. But I, I feel like I got a lot better later on in my career. Mm -hmm. And I think it all worked out just fine because, uh, that's a tough life, you know? Um, and the USGA stuff, I mean, I would love to play in more USGA stuff, but you know, it's just not conducive to family life and work life. And, and I, I'm, you know, I, it's a balancing act, you know, and, and it's a selfish game. And, and, you know, my wife has put up with so, so much over the years um, with me and my golf schedule. And, and I know everybody out there that plays competitive golf can relate to the balancing act that, yeah. 
that competitive golf is. And, uh, you know, I've got buddies now that are just now having kids or just now, you know, uh, you know, finding themselves in a, in a committed relationship and it's, it's tough, Yeah, you know, it's a lot of time away. And so, I mean, you know, my support for the Iowa events is, you know, I look at the Iowa events as the highest level that I realistically can compete in and manage from a time standpoint. So a lot of good competition. Would I like to do more nationally? Yeah, sure. I mean, it'd be great, but yeah, there's no guarantee that you're going to have success at that level because it's so tough. Were you, you you qualified for the four ball, right? This year? Was that? No, we were John, John Olson and I did not qualify. We were, uh, we had a good shot at it. Um, we turned, we got second alternate and now the, the event has been wiped yeah, out. Yeah, so it didn't matter. But uh, we played, uh, we qualified twice for the national finals for the U.S. Four Bowl. Mm-hmm. And uh, we played in 2016 at Wingfoot. And we played in 2017 at Pinehurst. Oh, and wow. we made match play at Wingfoot. And that was pretty special. Yeah. Uh, 152 mm-hmm. teams uh, playing for 32 spots in match Oh, play. wow. And uh, we we uh, we were seated twenty second, and uh, we lost in the first round to a pair of pair of players uh, that that played at Northwestern uh, that were very very good, and we got got behind early and could never quite get back, but we we gave them a good run. What a great format! It's phenomenal. Four ball match play. Gonna do a shout out to uh, the Joe August four ball match play championship uh, started here at Elmwood country club. And I now uh, has been over in Ames for several years, but uh, that format having a partner mm-hmm. best ball match play. Gosh, so much fun. So much fun. You know, the team events are so I have more fun in the team events than, than anything else. I mean, not to say that you, you know, the single events are, are great and, 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 you know, obviously, but, uh, the team events are fun. Uh, the, uh, the state team, the USGA state team was one of the, I mean, what a great event that was. And it's, they've done away with it now, but, uh, I played on five of those teams really for Iowa and, uh, had the memories that I have from those events are just the greatest. Well, I want to dive into a little bit more some stories from those events uh, get into a little bit of the golf course here with John, but I think we got to take a little break here. We're coming up on our, uh, mm-hmm. our time limit here. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a brief little break. Um, and then we'll come back with uh, John Brown, Iowa golf hall of famer. We'll be right back. This is the green awning. <laughs> 